Let's get our Bibles this morning open to Luke chapter number 1. Luke chapter number 1. And we'll get right in this morning. I won't keep you long. And I'm c- uncomfortable this morning. I said it was Christmas. I'm going to wear a tie. I made a major mistake, okay? Um, Luke chapter number 1. Well, I'm going to try. Luke chapter number 1. And if you will, look at verse number 26 with me. Luke chapter number 1, verse number 26. And we'll read down through about verse number 38 this morning. Just want to encourage you for a minute. Luke chapter number 1, verse number 26. And in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God into the city of Galilee named Nazareth. If you were with us two weeks ago, we saw that this same angel showed up to Elizabeth and uh, prophesied to her that she, would, uh, she was barren and that her and her husband, Zacharias, would have a child, of course. And we know that's John the Baptist. We looked at that a few weeks ago. Look at verse 27. To a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, the virgin's name was Mary. The angel came in unto her and said, Hail, thou art highly favored. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. When she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. Now remember, as we look at this, God had been silent for over 400 years. Many believe uh, probably closer to 500 years. And he showed up on the scene talking to Elizabeth. And now he shows up on the scene talking to uh, Mary. Verse 30, And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. Behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb, bring forth a son, shall call his name Jesus. He shall be great, and shall be called the Son of the Highest. The Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. He shall reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there shall be no end. Then said Mary unto the angel, How shall, be, how shall this be, seeing I know not a man? The angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. Behold thy cousin Elizabeth, she hath also conceived a son in her old age. And this is the sixth month with her who was called barren. Verse 37, I love this verse. For with God nothing shall be impossible. And aren't you thankful for that this morning? Mary said, Behold the handmaid of the Lord. Be it unto me according to thy word. The angel departed unto her. Let's pray together. Father, we love you. Lord, we do thank you for your word. Lord, we thank you for this day. And Lord, what it represents and what we celebrate today. Lord, Advent. Lord, uh, Lord, you send in your Son. Lord, not just to be born, but to die for us. God, to pay a price that I could not afford to pay. Lord, I thank you this morning, Lord, as I was reminded, uh, Lord, just praying and spending time with you and in your word, Lord, that you, Lord, you love each one of us in spite of us this morning. God, you forgive us, Lord, you redeem us, Lord, you, uh, Lord, you give us your righteousness, and we thank you for that. Lord, I pray this morning as we just talk about your name and who you are for just a minute, Lord, I pray that we'd be reminded of your goodness, Lord, of your grace, of your mercy and your love in each one of our lives. Lord, I thank you for each individual here this morning. Lord, I thank you for our church. Lord, I thank you for this place. Lord, I pray that you'd bless and work like only you can this morning. In your precious and holy name we pray. Amen. 
The name of Jesus is an awesome thing to think about in it this morning. It's why we're here. It's what we celebrate. It's a name, first of all, that's above every name. Now, why is the name Jesus above every name? Why is it different? Why is Jesus different than any baby that's ever been born? I want you to notice that, first of all, that it's a divine name. It's a divine name. His name is divine because he has a father like no other father. God the Father. His name is divine because he was conceived like no other baby has ever been conceived. No other child has been conceived like this child. There's never been and never will be another one conceived like Jesus was. Science would say it is impossible. Uh, Biology can't explain it. Man can't begin to understand it. But aren't you thankful this morning that God did it? There never has been and never will be another one like it. Mary was not just a young girl, and some have said that over time. They've tried to change the story, but in our text, very clearly, she wasn't just a good girl. She, she was a girl that God used to carry divinity. She was a virgin. It says in our text that the Holy Ghost is the one that put Jesus there, and that's how we know. Listen, he's different than any baby that's ever been conceived. The only baby to ever live, not conceived by the seed of man, but placed there by the Almighty. Millions and millions of babies have been born, haven't they? But there's only been one baby born that was conceived of the Holy Ghost. Only one came like this one. Deity. He's divine. He's wrapped in flesh. His name is, is also divine because he lives like no other man has ever lived. He came and he lived a sinless life. First Peter chapter number 2 says, Who did no sin, neither was there any guile found in his mouth. 1 John chapter 3 verse number 35 says, and you know that he was manifested to take away the sins because in him was no sin. He's different than any other man that's ever lived. 1 Peter chapter 1 verse number 19, but with the precious blood of Christ as a lamb without blemish and without spot. Listen, he was divine because he came like no others ever came and he lived like no others ever lived. Because he has a father like no other father. He had blood like no other blood. He lived for 33 years, yet he was without sin. Hebrews chapter number 4, the writer of Hebrews said it this way, For we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feelings of our firmities, but was in all points tempted like we are, yet he was out sin. He, he, listen, he was divine because he came like no one else ever came and he lived like no one else ever lived. Uh, the second thing that I noticed is he was, he was a divine name, uh, listen, because it was a saving name. Aren't you thankful this morning that it's a saving name? Matthew chapter number 1, verse number 21, it says this, For he shall save his people from their sins. Hey, that's the first mention in the whole New Testament of the word sin. And that's talking about your sin and my sin. He came, right, listen, he came so that he would save us from our sins. Well, why would we need to be saved from our sins? Well, Romans chapter 5, verse number 12, Paul said it this way, Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin, and so death passed upon all men. Why? Because all have sinned. As it is written, Romans chapter 3, verse number 10, there is none righteous, no, not one. Romans 6, 23, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Romans chapter 5, verse number 19, for as by one man's disobedience many were made sinners. So by the obedience of one, talking about this name, this one Jesus, of one shall many be made righteous. I love what the writer Luke said in Acts chapter 4, verse number 12, neither is there salvation in any other, for there is one other 
other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. It's not your name. Listen, it's not somebody else's name. It's not my name. It's not some preacher's name. It's not some priest's name. It's not some prophet's name. The only way this morning that we come and we're right before God is by the name of Jesus. He was the only one to have no sin. He's the only one that can save from sin. You see, this morning, you may be here and you want to be saved from trouble. Can I say, we didn't, he didn't come so that we could be saved by trouble. He, you may be here this morning and you say, God, I want you to save me from my suffering. Can I just remind you, he didn't come so that we'd be saved by our suffering. You may be persecuted and you may say, preacher, I want him to save me from my persecution. He didn't come so that we'd be saved from persecution. Maybe you're here this morning, you're like me and you've got some problems. Anybody else like that? And then I, there's times where I say, God, I want you to save me from my problems. And unfortunately, the way that we've made God, we make him look like some genie in a bottle that when we have a problem, we rub that lamp and he wants to save us from our problems. But my friend, I want to remind you this morning, he didn't come to save you from your problems. The reason that he came to listen to this earth is so that we could be saved from our transgressions. We could be saved from ourselves. We could be saved from our sin. Romans chapter 3 being justified freely by His grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God has set forth to be a propitiation through faith in His blood to declare His righteousness for the remissions of sin that are passed through the forbearance of God to declare, I say, at this time His righteousness that He might be just and a justifier of Him which believe Jesus. You know, there's a lot of names you can call for help. I mean, there's a lot of names when you're going through trouble you can call and someone can help you change that flat tire or somebody can help you financially or somebody can encourage you a little bit. There's a lot of names that can help you with sickness. I had to, unfortunately, finally break down and call my doctor, and I should have done it because a week and a half later, and I finally called her, and guess what happened? Once I called her, uh, she got me some medicine, and I got better. Praise God. You know, stubbornness sometimes keeps us from getting better, doesn't it? But listen, there, there's a lot of names we can call when we need help financially. We can go to the bank and we can get some money. Hey, there, we need help with maybe some advice. We can go see someone that can give us advice. But listen, there's only one name that can help us with salvation, and it's the name of Jesus this morning. My name can't do it. Your name can't do it. Only Jesus' name can do it. You can try to save yourself. It won't work. You can try to get someone else to save you. It won't work. There's only one name has the power to save, the divine name, the saving name, the way, the truth, and the life. Don't you love John chapter 3, verse number 16? I mean, one of the most beautiful passages in all of Scripture. We could quote it together. You know it. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God sent not His Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through Him might be saved. He, but he that believeth, listen, is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already, because he hath not believed, here it is, in the name of the Son of the only begotten God. Can I just ask you this morning on this Christmas, has there been a time in your life where you believed in your heart? You've confessed with your mouth. Listen, that Jesus is who he says he is. What a name. The name of Jesus, the Savior. Listen, the name that's above everything. Not only is it a divine name, but I thought about this this week. It's a miraculous name. It's a miraculous name. And it was a prophetic name. It was prophecy that's come. Isaiah chapter 7, verse number 14. Therefore the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and shall bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel. 
Man, there's many other New Te- or Old Testament prophecies we could turn to this morning. He, in Micah chapter 5, verse number 2, that he would be born in Bethlehem. Genesis chapter number 12, which our text answers, he'd be a descendant of Abraham. Genesis 17 and 21, descendant of Isaac. Genesis 49, he would come by the way of the tribe of Judah. Isaiah chapter number 53, he was rejected by his own, own people. We go on and on and on and on. Here specifically in our text, he would be born of a virgin. He would be born, listen, a virgin would bear a son. It's miraculous because it's a prophetic name. But also, I love this one. It's not only a prophetic name, but you know it's a fulfilling name. I mean, it's a fulfilling name. Now, I've looked for fulfillment in a lot of places. I'm sure you have too. I mean, there's been times in my life where I thought if I just had a little more money, I'd be fulfilled. How many of you figured it out? That ain't going to happen. You may get it, but guess what? You're still going to want what? A little bit what? A little bit more. I mean, we might try to find fulfillment in some relationship here on this earth. I mean, many of us have learned the hard way that there's no relationship that can fulfill us. Listen, there, there's no amount of money that can fulfill us. There's no substance that can fulfill us this morning. Listen, more stuff cannot fulfill us. The only thing that can f- fulfill you and the only thing that can fulfill me this morning is Emmanuel God with us. If you're looking for fulfillment just from your spouse this morning and you think that's what's going to be your identity is going to be in or maybe through a religion this morning or maybe through your family this morning, if we're not careful, every single one of those things can become an idol. Do you know even church can become an idol to us? The only thing that you and I will have true fulfillment is when we find it in Jesus. Everything else this morning, listen, it falls short. I heard a preacher recently say, and I love it, the miracle isn't that we get to go to heaven. The miracle is that heaven came to us. When I could not go to where he was, aren't you thankful this morning that he came to where we are? Listen, when I wasn't looking for him in my life, he was looking for me. Listen, when I was away from him, listen, he was right there looking for me, and I'm thankful for that this morning. God with us. He came to us. When we couldn't go to where he was, he came to us. The only name that could pay the price that no one else could pay is Jesus. And by the way, I think sometimes at Christmas we focus so much on the cradle that we forget the reason it wasn't. He didn't just come to be born. He came to to die a terrible death. Both of these babies in this chapter, this is insane to think about. John the Baptist came, right, to Elizabeth. I thought about writing a song called Elizabeth Did You Know? Because think about this with me this morning. Did you know that your baby would be eating locusts someday? Did you know your baby, I seriously, I really considered this. I was, I was tinkering around with this week. Did you know that your baby would be wearing camel hair? Did you know that your baby one day would have his head chopped off? Somebody help me this morning. You see, both of these men, one came to prepare the way of the Lord. The other one came, is everybody tracking me this morning, to die for my sorry sin and for your sorry sin. That's why he came. It's not just some cute baby that we look like in a, look at in a manger, and I know we love all that stuff, but make no mistake this morning, that, was the same, that wasn't just a cute baby. That was divinity. That was God wrapped in flesh. That was the lamb that was slain before the foundation of the world. Hey, that was the one that would hang on that cursed tree. Somebody help me preach this morning to, listen, to die for your sin and for my sin. He came as God in the flesh and as a man and lived a sinless life. He came to die for us to make a way for salvation. John 14, 6, Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by how? But by me. Philippians chapter number 2, think about this verse. Many of us have this one memorized. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, 
who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made of himself of no reputation, and took upon him the form of a servant, and he was made in the likeness of men. Being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself, and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore God also hath highly exalted him, and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, as of, he- of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. There is only one name that could fulfill the messianic prophecies in the Old Testament. There's only one name that could fulfill the payment for our sin. There's only one name that can fulfill what you may be here this morning and you feel like you're missing in your life. And that's that name Jesus. It's a relationship with Him. Only one name can fulfill it. Can I just say this this morning? Y'all listen to me. Others may let you down. Others may forsake you and fail you. Jesus never fails. He will never forsake you. He will never leave you. That beautiful name. That name above every name. The name of Jesus. I remember, I want to give you one story this morning. I want you to think about this with me. I remember as an eight-year-old boy, 1988. And I shared... I'm not going to share the whole story, but our dad had left that fall. He walked out of our family. One of the most devastating things in my life that I've ever been through. People talk to me about church hurt. Let me tell you about some church hurt. My dad was a preacher. My dad was my hero. He walked out of our family. Never forget it. Well, Sarah and I visited there a few years ago. I was preaching down there, and we got to go to the church where he pastored. And I went in that spot where I remember crawling under that secretary's table. I was an eight-year-old boy and just weeping because my dad was gone. It was one of the hardest things I ever went through. And I remember as you go from man, having a church like this packed out to the next Sunday, you got nothing. You lived in a parsonage. Remember that next couple of weeks we moved into what they call a garage apartment. Some of y'all know what that is. His mama didn't have nothing. She hadn't worked in years. Had no money. He hadn't prepared. He took off with everything. I'm talking about he took off with bonds that people had bought me. I'm talking about we didn't have a dime. Y'all listen to me. We had nothing. I remember it. We went into that. We moved in that garage apartment, me and my little sis and mama. By the way, let me just say this. During that season in our life, mama made sure we was in church every single Sunday. She drug our tails there. Yeah, we had been hurt. Yeah, we'd been through it. But I'll never forget it. Sunday morning rolled around. She wake our tails up and we went to church. Sunday night rolled around. We went to church. Wednesday night rolled around. We went to church. I mean, I remember walking in some, some of those churches. And everybody knew who daddy was. They knew we'd been through. And you could hear people talking because that's what Baptists do. They love to gossip and they love to talk. Somebody help me this morning. Things hadn't changed in the last 30 years. That's what we go in and, you know, those godly people be, you know, looking over there. And I remember we had to finally slip kind of out of our world when it came to churches and just go to some places where nobody knew us. Remember that. And it hurt. Stunk. All our friends, all our family, all the people we've grown up with didn't have nothing. As a little boy, you're a little bit selfish in some ways. You you miss your dad, but then you start thinking, man, Christmas is coming. We ain't got nothing. We live in a garage apartment. Man, mama don't, she's just now getting a job. We we barely making it. Man, we, we barely, we, we barely got food. Man, we was eating ramen noodles, and I ain't joking. That's what we ate. Beans and rice, ramen noodles. That's what we had. When your daddy's a preacher and you leave, the church ain't going to help. They're trying to figure out what they're going to do. Does everybody track with me? We had nothing. And I remember just as a little boy being selfish, being immature, thinking, I wonder what this Christmas is going to be like. This Christmas came. That was in September. Time went by. We're living in that apartment. Mama's working. 
It's a hard thing, man. It's something I've dealt with for the last 20-something years. I have those thoughts, man. I pray I never do something. No, they're just things you deal with when you've been through something like that. I'll never forget that Christmas morning we woke up. Brother Jason walked out of that bedroom, that little one-bedroom apartment. And that place, man, it looked like a daggum Macy's in that place. Man, I'm, I'm like, what in the world happened? Man, there's stuff everywhere. Man, I'll never forget it. I, I, it's back when the NBA, you could still watch it. Somebody helped me this morning. And I had a, it's in the 80s, man, I had a cutout, a big old cutout of Michael Jordan in there. Man, I thought that was the coolest thing in the world. Man, there's some new boots under, under that. Man, there was, there was some boots in that, under that Christmas tree, new boots. By the way, my mama still has them boots. I don't know if y'all have a mama that's like that. She keeps everything. Still got them boots. Man, I remember as a little boy, man, we had the greatest Christmas. That little garage apartment that we ever had. And I look back on that. Y'all listen to me, church. I, I look back on that and I think about it this way. I didn't do anything to deserve that Christmas. I didn't do anything to deserve those gifts. I mean, there was actually kids all over the world that had a whole lot worse Christmas than I probably did that year. But here's the point. There was a church family that really didn't even know us that decided, you know what? We know what they've been through. We know that they have nothing. We're going to love on them and we're just going to bless them with, listen, expecting nothing in return. We'll expect anything in return. We're going to give them a gift. And listen, we don't want anything back. We want to come to our church. Aren't you thankful this morning? Listen, that there was a gift that's been given to all of us this week. Listen, if you're saved by the grace of God here this morning, sometimes we forget. Sometimes we forget you and I deserve nothing. Man, some of us right now, if we're not careful, we get wrapped up in this life and we start being selfish and think God owes us something. We start thinking that we deserve more. We start thinking that, listen, we are somebody and we are something and that we deserve position, we deserve power, we deserve finances, we deserve blessing. You don't deserve nothing and I don't deserve anything. There's only one thing. Listen, and we ought to, be, we ought to praise God. If you've got nothing this morning because of His grace and because of His mercy and because of His love and because of His goodness in your life, Y'all listen to me. If you're sitting here this morning, you've got breath in your lungs. You, God has been good to you. You may not have a dime. You may have gone into debt this past week. Your health may be a mess this morning. I just want to remind you the fact that He knows you and He loves you and He forgives you. Somebody better help me preach this morning. We've got a reason this morning to celebrate Him. We've got a reason this morning to praise Him. I find myself sometimes having that pity party. Anybody else? By the way, pity parties have a small attendance. It's usually just you there. I find myself having one. I had one this past week. Man, I was sick. I missed my favorite services of the year last weekend. Sick as a dog. Took everything in Sarah to, for her to tie me down last Sunday. She did it. And I was having a pity party for myself. But I was sitting there last Sunday watching our live services. And Colin got to preach it. And I sat back and just said, God, you've been so good to us. I'm not there. Place is packed out and the Spirit of God's moving. God, thank you for reminding me that it ain't about me. God, thank you for reminding me that, listen, you're going to do your work with or without me. And I'll be honest with you, I was sitting over there at 145 Neil Shell Road, and the Holy Ghost moved through that. I'm just telling you, living room, some of y'all would have been uncomfortable. Derek, you probably would have left. And I began to worship the Lord. 
begin to step back for just a minute. Say, oh God, you've been so good to me. Oh God, you've loved me when I haven't loved you. Think about this this morning, y'all. I'm done. God, you've been faithful when I ain't been faithful. God, you've provided when I didn't deserve it. God, you've loved me when I hadn't been unlovable. God, you've been there for me when I had no one else to talk to. All I'm trying to say this morning is this. It's a fulfilling name. Listen, if you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ, I want to encourage you. Listen, don't leave here today without getting that thing nailed down. You may be here and you think, oh, God could never love me. Can I just tell you, He does love you. You may have been in places this week that you'd be ashamed of. I just want to tell you, God loves you. He can forgive you. He can restore you. Your headspace may be in a bad space this morning. Anybody else ever been there? Listen, He can redeem that. He can restore that this morning. Listen, He wants to save you, and maybe you already are saved. He wants to change your life. I just want to tell you, look to His name as we get. Listen, look to Him. He can help you when nobody else can this morning. It's a divine name. Oh, but it's a miraculous name this morning. With our heads bowed and our eyes closed, let's stand at our feet. If you need a place to pray, the altar's open. Matt's going to sing this morning. I know it's a big crowd. You can pray at your seat this morning.